Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. What is a quasar? Ellis, thank you for this great question. So quasar is definitely one of those really sciencey sounding words, right? And it actually stands for something a little bit longer. A quasar is a quasi-stellar radio source. So quasi-stellar, quasi means kind of like, it's almost like, and stellar is a star. So these objects were found back in the 1950s with radio astronomy. So radio is actually a type of light but it's the reddest of all the lights. There's lots of colors that humans don't see. And the radio part of the spectrum is a bunch of colors we don't see. But we can use telescopes that are built for these different types of light to study the cosmos. And radio astronomy is one of the most common ways that we do that. We do that with visible light or optical light, the light that we see, and we do it with radio. And these can typically be done from the surface of Earth. Some of the other types of light are harder to do from Earth because our atmosphere, our air, blocks those lights. So if we want to do X-ray or gamma ray observations, we've got to go all the way to space for that. But radio we can do here on Earth. And so in the 1950s, astronomers were starting to explore the sky. And they kept seeing these sources these radio sources, so they were giving off a bunch of this light, and they kind of seemed like stars. But the astronomers knew they couldn't actually be stars. They were giving off way, way too much energy. Now today, we figured out that quasars, and we don't call them by the full name anymore, now we just have that kind of cool sounding name, that we figured out that the, those are actually powered by black holes. But not just any kind of black hole, super massive black holes. These absolutely gigantic black holes at the centers of galaxies. And these black holes are millions or even billions of times as massive as the sun. Now, quasars are very, very bright things. So it's kind of strange that... We have these really bright things, some of the very brightest things in the whole universe, being powered by something that if the light goes into, the light can't come back out of. So we've been trying to figure out how do these supermassive black holes give off all of this light? And there's a lot that we still have to learn about it. But the basic idea that we have is that material is falling into these really, really massive black holes. And they're right at the center of galaxies. There's lots of material around for them to basically be eating up. Now, as that material is falling down, it's swirling in. It is rubbing up against other particles. It's falling in and the friction actually releases a lot of heat. Now, friction, this is something that we're all familiar with. Friction is the force that 
stops a ball, when you roll the ball across the floor, it just it doesn't keep going forever, right? As it rubs against the floor, that friction is going to slow it down. Another place where you've experienced friction, and you can do it right now, is if you take your hands and you rub your hands together. There's some friction there, and the friction is going to cause your hands to heat up. That's kind of what is happening with the material falling into these super, super massive black holes. There's, it, they're going so fast, there's so much of this material, that friction, like your hands rubbing together, is going to give off a lot of heat. In fact, it gives off so much heat, it gives off, it, it's so, so hot that it shines really, really bright. Now, another thing that these quasars do is they shoot jets out into space. And these jets, these can go for light years and light years of this of light, just like this beam of it going out in both directions away from the black hole. Now, it's important to say that if the material gets into the black hole, we don't think it comes back out. The material that's being shot away from the black hole is shooting away right before it goes into the black hole itself, right before it goes through the event horizon. Now, this isn't a perfect analogy, but I like to think about, about it this way. If you are at your sink and you have the drain open in your sink and then you turn the tap water on, well, the water comes out of the tap and it goes into the drain, right? Now, if you turn both sides on full blast, a bunch of the water is going to go down that drain, but there's so much water that some of it actually gets splashed back out and it probably leaves marks over the, the mirror and gets on your face and some of it is just splashing, splashing away. So what's happening with a quasar is kind of like that. There's a lot that we really don't understand about these jets shooting out that we can see from across the cosmos. But we think that it has something to do with the rotating magnetic field of that disk of material swirling in, swirling in, and the magnetic field of the black hole itself, there being some sort of misalignment. This is something we really, really want to study more. The challenge is that most quasars are really, really far away. This actually means something very interesting, though. Because remember, although light seems like it's instant, it isn't. Light actually travels at a speed. Now, it is a really, 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 really fast speed. But it does have a speed limit. So that means it takes time for the light to get where it's going. So the sun, for instance, is about eight light minutes away from Earth. So when the light escapes from the sun and it's coming towards Earth, it travels through space for eight minutes before it gets to us. Now, something that's farther away, if something is a light year away, that means it took a whole year for that light to get to us. Well, when we see quasars, we're usually seeing them billions of light years away. So that means that we are seeing these objects that were that existed billions of years ago. And it seems to us that most quasars are from the early part of the universe. We really don't see close by or very many close by quasars. So we think quasars were very common in the early universe and not so much anymore. 
And we're still working on understanding why that's the case. But it means we don't have any quasars that are close by to study. Now, given how much energy they're giving off, that might be a good thing, right? You probably wouldn't want to be that close to a quasar because that's a lot of radiation that is being given off. And if you get too close, then you might get too close to that black hole that's powering it. But when we study them, we see what was going on in the early universe. And they are a clue that we have. It's also very interesting that it seems like every single direction that we look in the night sky, we find these quasars because they are at the centers of many of these supermassive galaxies. And there seems to be galaxies everywhere we look, which is quite amazing. The universe is full of these things. And we are just getting to start to learn about them. So, Alice, thanks again for this wonderful question about quasars. Everyone, thank you for joining us here on the podcast, learning about space and science. And if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to talk about, please have your folks send it into the email in the description. And as always, friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious. <laughs>